from Australia. This is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au. Hello there, I'm Graham VK for Baker Baker. This is WIA News and it is for week commencing July 4, 2021. And of course, this is our second broadcast for the good WIA year of 2122. Well, last Saturday week, we were holding our breath, but finally it arrived. And yes, we were able to log in. In fact, close to 250 people were watching or taking part in the WIA AGM. Some 90 plus registered via the Zoom platform and over 151 watching. Now, Although we don't have a board report this week setting out what happened at the AGM, we've sort of cobbled together bits and pieces, and Greg started off by reinforcing the WIA's objective. I'll start with the objectives of the Institute, just to remind people. The objectives of the Wireless Institute of Australia are set out in its constitution are to promote, advance, and represent in any way it thinks fit amateur radio and the interests of radio amateurs and without limiting the generality of the foregoing, to protect and enhance the privileges of radio amateurs, to encourage an awareness of the value of amateur radio, to educate and encourage potential radio amateurs, to represent radio amateurs both nationally and internationally, and finally, to provide services for radio amateurs and those interested in amateur radio, including the publication of the magazine Amber Radio and other publications. Amateur radio is defined by the Constitution as including all activities by duly authorised persons interested in radio technique solely with a personal aim and without pecuniary interest and all other branches of knowledge and activity having application to amateur radio. Those uh, objects are uh, uh, in the Constitution. Now, who's a member? How many do we have? Is membership an issue? Uh Last year, or in 2020, um, the, uh, there was a, uh, a, a decline, though it has been, um, it was a much smaller decline than has been the case previously. Um, membership continues to be an issue, um, because as, as the membership drops, the, um, economies of scale disappear and our ability to provide, um, services, um, gets affected. And, uh, Obviously, that has led to things such as the moving the magazine from 11 issues to six and so on. Um, what's interesting in this is the, um, that there's always a churn in membership. So, but um, generally the new members for the last few years hasn't matched uh, the, uh, the losses. The WI attracted 226 new members in 2020. And as mentioned earlier, we had 21 members full silent key. Financially, the WIA is in a good position. And as always, thoroughly audited figures were provided. Um, you'll note that on our agenda, we haven't uh, um, any statement on the auditors. They will continue as our auditors. We've been very pleased with um, the auditors and their uh, dil- diligence and uh, thoroughness. Um, so we leave that standing as uh, for next year. Um, and I think it's important that we continue with 
auditing accounts. It's not a trivial expense, um, although it wouldn't reduce a huge amount as a organisation of this size with this revenue. We are only legally required to have a, a, a review of the um, accounts. However, given the uh, sort of ruckus created by some uh, some people um, in the 2016-27 period, um, I think it's useful to ensure that uh, there is no no room to uh, to draw baseless conclusions. We are now awaiting the board meeting to be held sometime after last Saturday week's AGM as board positions will be jockeyed for. And again, here's WIA President Greg VK2GPK. It's also for me time to reflect. Um, I won't be renominating as, as president. I've done two years um, and uh, I pass, will be passing the baton to someone else uh, as happened prior to me with Justin. Lee Moyle, VK3GK, our Vice President, ran through the list of awardees. And no doubt all these awards will be published shortly in AR Magazine, on the web, and here on WIA National News. But in the meantime, here's Lee. So we had um, several nominations, and um, the ones that were um, basically approved was for the Chris Jones Award, for Kevin Johnson, VK4UH, for promotion of the microwave activity, uh, continually for a long period of time, and articles of media scatter, which appeared in AR Magazine. For technical excellence, Roger Clark, VK3KYY, for his software development of the DMR radios, uh, a radio oddity model, and it's very enhancing for blind operators for access and usability, as well as... Um, making some, some really fancy features available in those uh, radios. Uh, the President's commendation went to Jim Gordon, VK3ZKK, for his historical articles on early wartime radio, and also to Robert Hudson, VK2AOR, for his diligent community service during the um, COVID in 2020. So um, they're, they're the uh, award so far. After the AGM, we moved on to an open forum which was conducted in a much more civilised manner than maybe five years ago. But one comment really struck home, and that was from Grant, VK5GR, who spoke of the lack of communication back to committees and members. So hopefully that will hit home with the new positions coming up in the WIA year. Speaking of Grant... Grant joins us. Good morning. This is Grant, VK5 Golf Radio, with news from the Wireless Institute of Australia's Spectrum Strategy Committee. ACMA defers changes to the Overseas Amateurs Visiting Australia class licence. In April 2021, the ACMA conducted a public consultation that would propose changes to the Overseas Amateurs Visiting Australia class licence relating to how electromagnetic emissions would be regulated. This class licence enables overseas amateurs visiting Australia to operate for a short period without obtaining a formal Australian amateur apparatus licence. In the consultation, the ACMA proposed to change the way visiting amateurs operating under this licence would need to manage compliance with the EME or Electromagnetic Energy Standards set by the Australian Radiation Protection and Nuclear Safety Authority, APANSA. The WIA made a submission to the ACMA expressing concern that the proposal would create an inconsistent regulatory arrangement 
for visiting amateurs compared to domestic licensees. Feedback was also provided highlighting the link between this issue and the existing ongoing amateur licensing arrangements consultation that also sought to change how EME management was carried out within the amateur service. In its response, the ACMA has concluded that, following consultation, we removed the proposed change to the Overseas Amateurs Visiting Australia Class Licence. We will consider the most appropriate EME compliance requirements for domestic and overseas visiting amateurs as part of our review of non-assigned amateur licensing arrangements. The WAA welcomes moves by the ACMA to consider this matter in a more holistic and consistent manner and we will continue to engage with the regulator to seek the best outcome possible that ensures public safety relating to EME while preserving the operational utility of the amateur service. We'll see what develops in the future. That's all from me this morning. Good morning all from Grant BK5GR on behalf of the Wireless Institute of Australia's Spectrum Strategy Committee. This is the home service of the Wireless Institute of Australia through VK1WIA. Now, international news with Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. Commencing international news from Region 1, changes made to Netherlands radio licence. Among changes is the elimination of the minimum age for candidates wishing to sit for the novice or full exam. Previously, candidates had to be at least 12 and 14 years of age, respectively. The International Amateur Radio Union praised the abolition of these restrictions and on June 17th wrote on its website, quote, Today is an important day regarding youth and amateur radio in the Netherlands. To gain more young active radio hams, it is a must that this age group actually has the ability to obtain an amateur radio licence, end quote. Spain's URE makes amateur radio magazine archive available. Spain's National Amateur Radio Society, URE, has digitised their old magazines from 1949 to 2020 and made the PDFs available for everyone to download from their website. One very good idea is that these magazines for each year are combined into a single PDF file. The 1949 PDF contains five issues from August of that year, while later years contain all 11 issues. Obviously, these are in the Spanish language and each file is approximately 200 megs in size. To Norway, 820,000 kroner to support ham radio emergency comms. The Norwegian Radio Relay League will receive more than 820,000 kroner, that's an impressive 175,000 Aussie dollars, from the Gensidige Foundation to strengthen emergency preparedness. The foundation has distributed over 2.2 billion kroner to more than 7,500 projects that promote health and safety initiatives and was formed from a demerger of one of that nation's insurance companies. News from Region 2. The ARRL Volunteer Monitor Program is a formal agreement between the FCC and ARRL. Volunteers trained and vetted by ARRL monitor the airwaves and collect evidence that can be used both to correct misconduct or recognise exemplary on-air operation. Cases of flagrant violations are referred to the FCC by ARRL for action in accordance with FCC guidelines. From the May 2021 Volunteer Monitor Program report, we hear how a general class licensee in Pennsylvania received an advisory notice for operation on 7.163 MHz. General class licensees are not permitted to operate below 7.175 MHz. 
A general class licensee in Puerto Rico received an advisory notice after operating on 14.187 MHz during a DX contest in May. General class licensees have no privileges below 14.225 MHz on 20 metres. VM monitoring totals during April were 1,784 hours on HF and 2,214 hours on VHF and above. The VM coordinator had one meeting with the FCC and one case was referred for further action. Money can be the root of all evil. Brazil's National Amateur Radio Society Labre has written to their communications regulator Anatel regarding the alleged sending of Bitcoin via Amateur Radio Moonbounce EME. Labre, in a letter to Anatel, said, Labre, through this communication, informs you of a recent fact involving the national-level telecommunications. It was reported on several sites specialising in cryptocurrencies and technology that a small group of Brazilians from the states of Mike Golf and Sugar Papa making use of equipment intended for amateur radio would have made transmissions in one of the bands destined to the amateur radio service where they would have carried out a financial transaction involving cryptocurrencies, specifically Bitcoin. So we understand the need for investigation by part of Anatel. Apart from the technical and practical difficulties for a link as described, the fact is that the operation involved using amateur radio equipment for a financial transaction, something that we understand to be expressly prohibited by Article 3 of Resolution 449-2006 of Anatel. To Canada, Vax A Nation. Quite a few have been looking forward to having or working one of our soon-to-be-implemented 2 by one Aussie calls. But how about a 2 by 7 Yes, a seven-letter suffix block. Victor Charlie 3 Vaccine. This call on air and thousands have rolled up and worked it, hopefully also rolled up their sleeves as well for the jab. Bill, Victor Echo 3 Echo Sierra, is now active with VE3 Vaccine from Ontario until July 15th, encouraging people to get vaccinated against the COVID-19 virus. With herd operations on 30, 20, 10 and 6 metres using SSB and FT8 and FT4. Also, as reported on WIA National News several weeks ago, ACMA would be letting us know what's happening with the long, long overdue implementation of our two-by-one set. Well, ACMA have only this week released details in our latest magazine. So don't be misled. Stick with us when we bring you the true news of our wonderful world of wireless. And now it's to our news editor for a friendly story originating from Region 3. It's well known that in some parts of India, missing family members are often reunited with their loved ones back home through the efforts of the West Bengal Radio Club. Recently, however, the club helped a man who wasn't really lost in quite the same way, but had gone missing from the life of a Kolkata physician who'd come to treasure his friendship more than four decades earlier. Both men became doctors and now are in their 80s. They'd been colleagues as young physicians at a health centre in Mathapahanga, a city in West Bengal. Dr. B. Das had been searching for years for his colleague Nityon Ondapanda, who was from Odisha. He'd even visited Odisha a few times to look for him. With no success in sight and with a husband now in frail health, his wife approached the club and told Secretary Ambarish Nagbiswas, VU2JFA, about the friendship. She said the last time her husband saw his friend was 1977. That year, Nityana had handed his responsibilities to him at the hospital before departing for Odisha. 
The club reached out to Dushmandur Kumar Das, VU2DKD, an amateur radio operator based in Odisha. With the help of an old photograph of Dr Panda, he was able to track him down. And Barish Nagbis was told the local Millennium Post that the two friends immediately got down to the business of catching up on more than 40 years of friendship. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. And that's what friends are for. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Next weekend sees the IAIUHF World Championship, July 10, 11. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest, July 17, 160, 80 and 40 metres using SSB, CW and RITI or PSK. RD or Remembrance Day Contest will be August 14, 15. Alara Contest, combined phone and CW run over 24 hours starting Saturday, 28th August at 0600 hours UTC. Finishing Sunday, 29th of August at 0559 hours UTC. Oceania Contest. Voice, Saturday, 2nd October till Sunday, October 3. CW, October 9 till October 10. DX Window. The rap celebrates its 100 years this year, and in the air it's VK100 AF until 31st of August. VK20 Home. Don't forget that the WA special event call sign VK20 Home is still available for members to use until December 31st, 2021. Check the WIA website and special event pages to book your time slot for use. VI50SG is QRP until December 31, commemorating 50 years of this in George Amateur Radio Society in New South Wales. Kingdom of Eswatini, 3DA. Hence, 3DA OAQ has been logged on 20 to 6 metres using CW. Eswatini, officially the Kingdom of Eswatini, sometimes still commonly known in English as Swaziland, is a landlocked country in southern Africa, bordered by Mozambique to its northeast, and South Africa to its north, west and south. UEFA European Championship TM21 Euro is kicking goals until July 11th. Activities taking place during around the 16-2020 UEFA European Championship which is being held now until July 11. KL7, Alaska, W1AW Op. A team of operators from the North Pole Contest Group, KL7RA, will activate W1AW stroke KL7 from Alaska between July 9 and 13. Activity will in the various HF bands, as many bands as modes as possible, plus EME, including activity in the IAA HF World Championship July 10 and 11, as an HQ station. Members of the Royal Amani Amateur Radio Society will be on air as A43MI from Massar Island, Oman, between July 22 and 27. They will also use the call sign A44M during the RSGB IOTA Contest, July 24 and 25. Navajo Kotorba Special Event. Look for a special event station N7C to be active between August the 10th and 14th with the 17th Annual Special Event Station celebration of the Navajo Code Talkers, normally from Window Rock, Arizona. However, due to the continued closure of the Navajo Nation due to the COVID-19 outbreak, N7C will be on the air from several home stations, including Herb, N7HG, whose father was a code talker. Nigeria 5N. 5N7MSF Jean-Louis is on the air whilst working with Doctors Without Borders in Abuja until September 2021. Activities on 20 and 15 metres using SSB and UQSL via operator instructions. 
A large number of special event stations are now on the air to commemorate the Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics until September 5. Listen and workstations with 8N as the prefix and OLP as suffix. Calls are from 8N0 OLP all the way through to 8N9 OLP. Mark, W5MED is stationed at McMurdo Station on Ross Island in Antarctica, AN011 until October. Look for him on 14243 kHz SSB and 14070 kHz FD8. QSL direct to K7MT and Lookbook of the World. Republic of Korea. D90 Expo is QRB to October 17, promoting 2021 World Military Culture Expo that is taking place in October. QSL via DS3BBC. Belgian Special Prefix. The Belgian Institute for Postal Services and Telecommunications has announced that Belgian radio amateurs and radio clubs may replace their normal ON prefix by the prefix OS until December 12. This to celebrate the 120th anniversary of the first transatlantic radio transmission. December 12, when Guillermo Marconi first succeeded in bridging the Atlantic Ocean with radio signals. Poland. Special event stations SN0ZOSP and SN100ZOSP are QRB until February 5, 2022, to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Association of the Voluntary Fire Brigades of the Republic of Poland. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. Available on RF and on demand 24-7 from the wia.org.au website. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Hello, welcome to the segment. First up, it's Worldwide Special Interest Group's Astronomical. The chances of anything coming from Mars is said to be a million to one. But now astronomers have discovered a comet so big, it might actually be a minor planet. The object, named 2014 UN271, is falling toward the Sun for a close approach outside the orbit of Saturn in early 2031. Promising signs of outgassing have already been detected. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ATV, every pixel tells a story. Save the date, DATV QSO Party 2021. Planning is underway for the annual DATV QSO Party, and again, it will be a global event. Peter, VK3BFG, let VK7WI News know, planning is underway for the annual party that will be held on Friday the 27th of August and Saturday the 28th of August, Eastern Australian Time. Friday night will be a VK occasion with stations working through local repeaters as a priority to maximise the use of amateur radio. Saturday here, which will be Friday evening in the US, as usual, we'll start with stations more to the east and work their way over to the west coast. Saturday evening here, it's possible to work into the UK. There'll be anchors coordinating the various areas around VK, the US and the UK. Zoom will be used as the internet backbone between countries and then put out on the various ATV networks around the world. What by special interest groups? Final Frontier. A new distance record has been claimed on TO108. F4DXV completed a QSO with A65GC on the 18th of June, covering a distance of 5,298.6 kilometres. Also, a new distance record has been claimed on the ISS crossband repeater. 
G0ABI worked VE1PK on the 29th of May, and this transatlantic QSO covered a distance of 4,403 kilometres. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW, 24th Annual ILLW, a beacon in these COVID times. The International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend is alive and well, despite the global upheaval caused by COVID-19. This time last year, all thoughts were looking at cancelling, but regular supporters wanted the event to be a beacon of hope, and 366 registrations from 43 countries proved their belief. Currently, ILLW has 180 who have registered their participation in this year's event. John G6LNV asks us to listen out for GB2SL on most bands from the ILLW on the 21st and 22nd of August. The lighthouse numbers Spurn High UK0080 and Spurn Low UK0081 coming from JO03BN. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Oldtimers, Clive, VK6CSW from RAOTC, joins us now with an update on their activities. Tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, and time therefore for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's July Bulletin to go to air. This month we have an extended club news, which includes an announcement about the Queen's Birthday Honours Award to Bill Roper, VK3BR. This is followed by an item on artificial intelligence from Ian, VK3JS, after which I'll be telling the tale of the RAF jet fighter that took revenge on a parsimonious government by flying under London's famous Tower Bridge. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to listen to the program and to join in the callbacks afterwards. The monthly RAOTC bulletin is transmitted on a wide range of frequencies and modes, including UHF and VHF FM, HF, SSB, D-Star, Digital Mobile Radio and Echolink. Full details of all transmissions, times and modes can be found on the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au or just Google RAOTC Broadcasts. If none of the transmission times suit you, you can download the audio file at any time from today from the RAOTC website. If you do listen this way, though, a brief feedback would be appreciated. Members and friends of the RAOTC in Perth are reminded that the next lunchtime meeting at the Bayswater Hotel is on Tuesday, July the 13th, and you'll be pleased to know that the buffet is back on again. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. Thanks, Clive. Once again, tune in tomorrow for the July RAOTC Bulletin. Enjoy the program, and don't forget to join in the callbacks afterwards. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. New FCC rules address emergency alert system. In the USA, the FCC has adopted new rules to improve the country's emergency alert system by creating a new class of alerts, while also providing ways to more efficiently report false emergency notifications. The nationwide system uses TV, mobile phone and radio to get the word out about disasters. Many of us streaming US radio would no doubt have heard some of these. The FCC's move comes in response to a false notification in 2018 that sent out a message that Hawaii was targeted by an incoming missile, indicating that 
quote, this is not a drill, end quote. The false alert spurred hearings and an examination of steps that could be taken to prevent such a recurrence. The agency's move comes a few weeks before the nationwide test of the emergency alert system and wireless emergency alerts to take place on the 11th of August. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Col, VK3GTV. Suddenly, here we are, the end of WIA National News, and it's all quiet throughout VK. No doubt this COVID wave D is taking its toll. For the rest of the year, we have no ham fests on the horizon, and for the rest of the year, just these three events. In VK6, we have Perth Tech, VK3, the Rosebud Radio Fest, and also in just a little under two weeks' time, and in VK3, it's the Bendigo Amateur Radio and Electronics Club. Yes, their July 16 meeting, and BARAC member Mike Tobin, VK3AHA, will provide a very interesting discussion on the efficient use of the HF spectrum. Points include a guide to ACMA emission designators, history of DMODs and required bandwidth, attempts to acquire release spectrum for non-amateur communication and examples of high-density HF single-frequency working. Now, if you're able to get along, you'll also have the opportunity to find out more about Amateur Radio, our interesting and educational hobby that can be used as a service for alternate communications when other networks fail. The evening starts at 7.30pm Friday, July 16 at the First Castlemaine Scout Hall in Castlemaine. A gold coin donation would be appreciated. Light supper will be provided. Now, the presentation will also be streamed on the Barak YouTube channel. So make a note of it. It all happens July 16. And it all happens here, same time next week, for VK1WIA and your national news service. I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. From Australia... This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.